Welcome to Inside the 435, a podcast dedicated to reporting the latest political and business news and giving people of all ideologies a platform to make their voices heard. Before we begin, please follow and share the show with all of your friends and feel free to message us on Instagram at Inside the 435 with any questions that you would love to hear answered on the show. And now, here's your host, Jack Bowie. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Inside the 435. I'm your host, Jack Bowie, and today I'm going to be giving my review of a CNN original documentary, COVID War, The Pandemic Doctors Speak Out. Uh, This aired Sunday at 9 p.m., I believe. It was um, a CNN special report, two-hour documentary, uh, speaking with many doctors, including Dr. Fauci and some White House correspondents. And today I'm going to be talking about what I heard, my thoughts, and... um, talk kind of reflecting on the pandemic as a whole because uh it was it was pretty crazy you know everything that's going on and i think it's um a good idea to run through everything that happened with all of the theories that um we heard uh throughout the you know entirety of the pandemic i think it's important to run through and talk about what what is true what's not um some of the theories that have floated around uh, and how the doctors feel about them i will tell you what just because this is a CNN special report does not mean that it is politically biased in any way. I watched the whole thing. I could not find any political bias other than the facts. Um, I trust these doctors completely. So while anything I might say in this uh, might be have some sort of liberal bias, I have a liberal bias. Um, but this documentary did not. Um, this pandemic sort of had a liberal bias because conservatives tended to be anti-science. And as you know, uh, virology is has a lot to do with science. Biology has a lot to do with science. And that is what this year was about. So they started by talking about how they the coronavirus started, how they heard about it, and some of the theories of transmission. One of the popular theories of transmission was the bat theory. Uh, it, it originated from a bat at like an open-air market or whatever, and then it began uh, to spread in humans. This is a very unlikely theory. This bat theory is almost impossible. It's not biologically reasonable. Based on science, it is very unlikely that that happened. Here's why. It's not biologically reasonable to assume that a disease can transfer from a bat to a human and immediately have the ability to spread in humans in a very, uh, you know, effective and dangerous way. Um, it usually takes a lot of buildup, which leads into the second theory, which is the Wuhan lab, right? This is more likely. It's not a conspiracy theory. Virology labs um, often develop viruses to learn. They they develop, they improve these viruses, and they grow, and they try to learn um, everything we can from them. And it's possible that it escaped from that lab. China would not want to admit that, right? That's not something you'd want to admit. You should admit it, um, because once it's out, um, there's only so much that we can do um, other than to protect it. So once they lost it, they there was no good in covering it up. And whether you want to call it a cover-up or not, essentially, it's kind of what it was. It's very likely that it escaped from the Wuhan lab, but this doesn't matter. Um, Our response was very slow. The doctors agree that our response was very slow. And this is not only the fault of the president. We'll get into that later. What's the fault of the president? What is not? But it was definitely some fault of the president. Um, But yes, I'll get into that later. So Mike Pence headed the uh, coronavirus task force. Um, The the doctor's reaction to this was fairly positive. They were happy that somebody would be manning the task force and that they would finally have somebody in charge that they can look to. Uh, and say this is the person who's going to be leading us. And Mike Pence is much more likely to um, 
to follow you know the, the guidelines that are put in place. Ob- obviously, this is a much more likely scenario from Mike Pence. So what happened is um, Mike Pence headed the task force, and I will start by saying that they agreed on this. President Trump, without directly saying it, President Trump is responsible for the death of thousands of, of Americans. 100%. There is no way that you can you can look at what happened, look at President Trump's response, look at President Trump's team response, look at the administration's response. President Trump, um, directly or indirectly, is responsible for the deaths of thousands. Okay, The White House, this administration did not believe in science. Um, the, the White House did not thoroughly believe in science. Um, and, but So the White House did hire and appoint a lot of top doctors. Okay, uh, In my notes here, um, I see that from of the doctors and of the uh, like the doctors that were appointed, um, Anthony Fauci was, you know, one of the top doctors for infectious diseases. Um, they appointed a lot of top doctors, doctors and Mike Pence, who was the head of the task force, was surprisingly cooperative. Uh, the people in the White House, though, never shared the opinion that asymptomatic spread worked or no asymptomatic spread existed. This was a top um, theme throughout the entire documentary is this asymptomatic spread by acknowledging the existence of asymptomatic spread. You can acknowledge that testing cannot only occur in people that are healthy. Um, what we started by doing is we started testing people who were, um, unhealthy people who were infected or presumptive infected symptomatic people. But a lot of that testing needs to come from asymptomatic people. So we can see if asymptomatic spread existed. It took us far too long to finally realize that asymptomatic spread uh, did in fact exist, and we now know that it does, asymptomatic spread does exist. And I do want to point out again, this is not 100% Trump's fault. No matter what I uh, seem to say in this show, it's not 100% Trump's fault. The CDC was too slow to react, and they admit they were too slow to react. Um, And part of this is not America's fault. Part of the CDC's slow reaction and Trump's slow reaction, part of it does have to do with... Thank you for listening to Inside the 435. Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The fact that China was not cooperative and did not provide all the information that we needed to handle this in the best manner. Um, but the U.S. overall was very unprepared. We did not have the knowledge, supplies, hospital space uh, to maintain control of this in the United States. Um, and we also didn't have a system in place to manage our inventory of our, of our stockpile. We couldn't. We had no way to figure out how many uh, medical masks we had produced. We had no way to figure out how many ventilators, ventilators we had and were produced. We had no way originally to manage testing. So we did not have these systems in place. Okay. So testing was also a big thing, um, and in early January, uh, before um, the U.S. like um, 
had a had a large presence and before it was considered a pandemic um a test existed with the world health organization but we didn't have a lot um we knew the test had a 95 percent sensitivity rate um but the u.s made a big mistake here and they admitted it was a big mistake we never asked the world health organization to provide us with tests now the world health organization said that if the u.s would have asked for tests we would have and a big mistake we made is not utilizing every single avenue that we had to protect us from this fix from this uh virus so the CDC then began to create its own tests, and there was a big problem with contamination. The tests were contaminated, and they had a big problem. And five weeks it took, um, all like all public health labs had effective tests in the U.S. And this is referred to as the lost month. It created a, a five-week, one-month period um, of an undetected spread in the U.S. We have no idea what happened during that period because we did not have proper testing. And what then happened is that the uh, World Health Organization, or no, I, uh, it was, um, I don't believe it was the World Health Organization. It might have been CDC. Uh, they declared a public health emergency, or no, I guess it was P President Trump who declared the public health emergency. Um, and with that, we were able to obtain tests from the private sector. The U.S., despite what President Trump said throughout the entire thing, we're doing very good with testing, da 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 um, we were one of the lowest, we had one of the lowest testing rates of all countries at our size. We did very poor with testing from the beginning and throughout the entire thing. We did very bad with testing. In Asia, there was a decrease in cases due to testing. Testing worked, and we, we originally thought you had to test people who were symptomatic. They would come in and get a test, um, but that was not the case. We needed to test asymptomatic people as well. President Trump claimed in early March that anybody who wants to get a vaccine can get a vaccine and that was completely false it was not backed up by any evidence and it was we it wasn't true either we did not have the ability to test anybody who wanted to get a test and the white house's attitude was te to testing was one of our major problems um they viewed testing as something that drove cases up when really it just showed us that cases were driving up without testing it was going to drive up exponentially because we did not have the ability to isolate those um, who are positive because we did not have the ability to tell when they are positive. So Dr. Scott Atlas was um, a doctor that was hired by the White House. He is not an expert in infectious disease at all. Um, and basically he negated all of the top virus doctors opinions about almost everything. He was Trump's little cat, little uh, pet cat who would say anything he wanted and basically just echo the claims of Trump um, while pretending to be an expert on infectious disease. He brought up false topics about herd immunity, and none of this was true, and it probably cost lives. Um, and he, he made his views very obvious before coming into the White House at all. So one of the most, some of the most simple things that we could have done to slow the spread was wear masks. We, we know masks work. Um, I'm not going to debate with anybody who says they don't. And social distancing, we know physical distancing works. I'm not going to debate with anybody who says they don't because all the evidence shows that they do. And all of these simple things, physical distancing and mask wearing, that we, we probably could have been done by now, um, they were ignored by a lot of people, specifically in the U.S. And masks became a dividing issue. And I'll be honest, I do not expect masks to become a dividing issue. Um, we're in the U.S. There's a lot of things that, you know, obviously are going to become dividing issues. I did not think masks were one of those. I truly did not. Um, I did not expect us to have this big of a problem getting people on board with wearing masks. Um, because just that didn't make sense for me. Why would somebody care if they had to wear a piece of cloth on their face to protect them? This is what we've been doing for 
for centuries. You'd wear masks back when we had pandemics in 1920, 1820, da, 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 da. So the CDC, um, they had a very strong opinion in that, that shutting everything down was the way to slow the spread. Um, and the doctors actually said that when they had originally advised shutting things down for 15 days and then another 30 days totaling to 45 days, Trump handled it surprisingly well. He, he saw the data. He understood what he needed to do. So they shut it down. Here is Dr. Fauci's. I'm kind of going to quote him, but kind of not. This was his um, ideology for um, like the, the phasing in of opening up. He said we needed to open up. So when the cases go up, right, you need 14 days of steady down before you start phase one, right? And then 14 more days. And there's going to be a little blip there probably. And then 14 more days of going down. And then you start phase two and then there'll be a blip, right? That's what he said we needed to do. We kind of did, kind of not. Other parts of the world did this better. Other parts of the world did everything better. Um, and many Asian countries moved as one. Many many countries in Asia and um, even Europe moved as one, as, as one group but the U.S. politicized the virus far too much. It's not a political issue, um, and and the, the the reason for the for politicizing the virus is 100% on the side of the Republicans. I mean, Democrats fought back because we were listening to science, but Republicans were pushing fake conspiracy theories throughout this entire thing. Uh, the conspiracy theories grew, and President Trump followed suit. He joined in in April. The CDC. Uh, so I mean, originally, the these theories started because the CDC said we should not be wearing masks, and then they said we should. In April is when the CDC finally said we need to be wearing masks. This is April 2020 because we finally had supply. There was no more shortage. We had a mass shortage for a very long time, and we could not risk the general population buying up the supply. In April, we finally felt confident recommending that people go and wear masks. And the president refused to wear a mask anywhere. Even after he contracted the virus, he wore a mask up the stairs and took it off. It doesn't make sense. Why is this so difficult for some people to understand? It's uncomfortable. I don't care. I mean, death is uncomfortable, isn't it? So science proved, and, and I, I do feel comfortable saying that the left is the party of science, um, even though you know a lot of Republicans would like to dispute that claim. Science proved that masking or double masking did work. It does work to stop transmission by up to 90%. And when I say up to 90%, it doesn't mean that 90% of people who wear masks will not get the virus. Um, when you say something goes up by 90%, it's sort of misleading, but my point is still there. Um, you can challenge me on the math of that there, you know, what, what that means. And, and I know what it means. It's not uh, like 100% down to 10%, but it's it's a change in the percent. So like a 90, like here, um, if your chances of contracting the virus go from 2% to 1%. That's a 100% increase. So we did prove that masks worked, maybe not as well as we hoped, but they did work, all right? They did work. And there was this time after Trump got it that a lot of White House officials got it. And a large amount of officials in the White House contracted this virus. And even after, before and after, very few people in the White House wore masks. Um, this administration simply did not listen to science, and they simply did not take this serious at all. Politics and science collided throughout this entire thing. Politics, the, the right took the side of the politics, the left took the side of science. That's what happened. And they collided. Politicians, specifically the president, began spreading their own medical information that uh, a disinfectant would knock it out in a minute, that you could uh, inject disinfectant, that you could um, use UV light, right? All of this, this uh, misinformation was spreaded 
by the president and some of his officials. Not all of them. I, I do believe that a lot of President Trump's officials were trapped in this um, cycle with him. But it is a fact that a lot of misinformation was spread by President Trump and conspiracy theories. And he was there was there was a time. Do you remember uh, hydroxychloroquine? President Trump was adamant that hydroxychloroquine was a and I'm quoting him now gift from God end quote. He truly believed that this was like a vaccine, I guess. So what happened is um, the, the CDC listened to him. One of the biggest mistakes they made, they uh, they signed a uh, EUA emergency youth authorization and uh, three months later, they realized that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous. They rescinded the um, EUA, and it, they, they found that it led to serious cardiac events, such as cardiac arrest and, heart, and uh, yeah, heart attacks and stuff like that. So Trump's uh, adamant belief that hydroxychloroquine and that a lot of other things like masking doesn't work and that vaccines don't work truly did cost the lives of many people. And... We saw this, the doctors, there was like no doctors who spoke on this. Obviously, it is CNN. I understand that they're not going to have doctors on Trump's side speak. But the doctors who we all trust and that we all should trust all said that Trump was not responsible for any of the good things that came out. They almost had to force him like a child to shut down this country. And they did say that there were some times that Trump was did behave like a responsible leader. He looked at the data and he understood, but that that never happened again after it happened the first time, that 45-day shutdown. And uh, that that's my opinion. But I do want to give, that, or that that's what happened in this documentary. I do want to give my final opinion on, on the show. I think it was a very good way for us to get an insight to these doctors' lives. They received death threats. They put their lives on the line every single day. They got up at four and went to bed at midnight so that they could do everything they could to slow this spread because they knew it was the big one. They realized that this is real and this is going to cause a lot of issues in the long term. And they understood that. I promise you they understood that. And that's that's what they did. That was their job. They knew they were responsible for this. And I'll tell you what, six months before the original shutdown, a new, um, I think it was uh, the... Um, it wasn't the CDC. It might have been the World Health Organization. Appointed a new director, a new head. And uh, a lot of these people have never seen any of this before. Fauci was experienced. Fauci, um, you know, dealt with um, the AIDS, HIV um, outbreak, and they dealt with SARS. But this this was the big one. They knew it was. They knew this was going to be something that spread worldwide. So I think I definitely recommend you watch it. It is called... Um, I'm forgetting the, the first part. It's called COVID War. The Pandemic Doctors Speak Out. It's a CNN special report. It was on on Sunday at 9 p.m. I don't know. I think they're going to probably do another airing of it, um, and I'm sure you could find it somewhere else. But that's what I think. Thank you very much for watching and listening to this episode of Inside the 435. If you haven't already, subscribe and follow on your plat- podcast platform um, and go to our website, insidethe435.wixsite.com slash bowie. That's inside the 435.wixsite.com slash B-O-W-E to find where you can watch this podcast, listen, and support this podcast with a small monthly donation. Again, thank you for being here. And this has been episode number 33. uh, Sorry, this has been episode number 32 of Inside the 435.
This has been Jack Bowie on Inside the 435. Don't lose track of the latest news. Follow Inside the 435 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you're always notified when a new episode goes live.